What's up, y'all? You are listening to For the Artists, a podcast brought to you by Creative M Projects. I'm your host, Melissa Cherie. I am here, not physically, but spirit in spirit. We are present together. I am here with Rosie Peace. And I am very excited to tell y'all about this feature, okay? First of all, she is a licensed cosmetologist, a textured hair professional, an entrepreneur. Those are all the fancy titles, okay? But she is a beautiful human being inside and out. I met Rosie when she was just budding, okay? She was a little thing, and now she is all grown up, and she is doing it. Oh, my gosh, okay, I can't get too excited yet because we're just getting into it. Let me tell you a little bit more about Rosie before she speaks. She has successfully turned a side hustle okay, into a legal entity recognized in the state of California. That is no small feat, let me tell you. She has over five years of experience as a natural hair care specialist. She has been trained uh, by Dr. Carrie Williams. Man, she who is, by the way, a licensed barber, cosmetologist, and celebrity natural hairstylist. She served as a course administrator for an online educational platform with Dr. Carrie. This is what I love, okay, among many things. But she has been certified in psychotherapy, okay, psychotherapy. It's an offering for hairstylists to offer support to clients managing psychological disorders. She has begun to coin the term for herself holistic hairstylist. Basically, she's emphasizing that beauty and wellness should coexist. She is a mother to a beautiful four-year-old daughter. Rayleigh, who, you know what, I have not met, we need to talk about this, and enjoys the lessons and revelations that motherhood has yielded, okay, in, in relation to how God is with us. She does so many things. You can find her cooking, you can find her dancing, you can find her traveling, you can find her breathing and smiling and rocking the green, okay, and just throw that in there. That wasn't in the bio, but I'm gonna throw it in. <laughs> Rosie has always loved the arts, <laughs> That's how I met her. And she's most recently begun to revisit the areas of her talents that have been shelved for some time. We definitely, definitely have to get into that. But Rosie, please, please say hello to the people. Hello. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I am so excited to be here and have the opportunity to chat and catch up because a lot of time has passed. I was thinking about the last time I saw you <laughs> and physically that was that killer shrimp you were performing. You remember mm -hmm. that? So that was 10 years ago. Yeah. Oh, it's been, 10. Yeah, about 10. It's about been that. a long time. That was the last mm -hmm. time I literally laid eyes. So I was excited. I'm like, this is so awesome. So thank you for having me. Well, Excited. thank you for saying yes. Okay. Thank you for saying yes. You would be surprised how many people. Well, no, I haven't had a lot of people say no. So let me not, let me not tell. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> I just, I'm amazed at how, okay. So here's the thing. When it comes to creative and projects, we are always focused on growth, the growth of an artist, right? It's one thing to have an exceptional God-given natural talent, but it's like, what are you doing to grow yourself? beyond the gift that you have and so I look at you like I've been seeing you on social media which is why I reached out and was like you know what I think I should invite Rosie to come on okay because I can just see the growth like so many years have passed and literally you know when I started I said you were budding then but like you're budding now so I mean what can you what can you say to the fact that you have had so much growth in you know over the course of the last uh, let's just say 10 years wow i would honestly i have to speak from a place of not really even recognizing that so much has happened in the last 10 years i oftentimes reflect and i'm just like i move so quickly and swiftly that I really don't ever take a beat to acknowledge what is happened, what's happening, and what I want to happen. I don't really get that. So it takes moments like this where it's highlighted for me to just be like, 
wow. Like, yeah, life looked totally different Mm -hmm. 10 years ago. And then especially with life as I live it daily today, you know, it's totally different than what it was six months ago. Mm -hmm. So with me taking a beat to really honor the amount of growth, I have to say I'm extremely grateful for the divine because I've been very intentional since 18. The age of 18, I believe, was transformative and shifting for me because my life was almost compromised. Mm -hmm. And I thought that it was going to be the end of it for me. And so once I was a survivor, I endeavored to only live on purpose. So I've been very intentional. And so along the way, I may not have realized what I was doing to yield growth, Mm -hmm. um, but it feels amazing, you know? Yeah, it's like <laughs> the journey is so rewarding and necessary. You know, like it's not all peaches and cream, but it's all necessary. Mm-hmm. And I remember in my college time, I had a professor who taught us that our goal and intention daily should see should be to seek life's lessons like don't get caught up in the circumstances uh the 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 low moments the scary times um shift your mind to identify what is the lesson and when he said that that always stuck with me So daily, I'm like, at least one, I need at least one thing today that I'm like, oh, I didn't know that yesterday. Mm -hmm. And I think that if you can remain a constant student, you will do nothing but grow. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. The daily practice. Yeah. Daily practice. In listening to you, it's like, you know, you started off by saying how the growth was somewhat unintentional, but then in that, there have been some very intentional things that you have done, which I think is key. It's a nice little mix of both. It's a balance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because um, I was I was saying this to someone, I think earlier today, I was talking to my client and I was just like, I didn't realize the seeds I was sowing were going to yield the woman and, and who I am today. You know, I didn't know that um, me years ago, I was, we were talking about relationship. She was talking about a friendship that's yielding some conflict Mm -hmm. because um, the nature in which the communication is done is one that's condescending. So we were talking about relationship and I had told her that earlier, like, maybe early 20s, mid 20s, I was seeking to improve my character and how I showed up in relationship. I read this book called People Factor by Van Moody. Mm -hmm. And so I was telling my client about this book and I told her that early on it has you do an exercise where you quiz the individuals that are closest to you that you feel will be honest with you and can identify blind spots for you because we all have them Mm -hmm. and so in this endeavor I have reached out to like five people and they completed it and each one said your communication needs to be improved Mm. the way you talk to people is just not great and I didn't realize my effort at that time. I didn't know it was going to translate into who I am today. I just knew that I wanted to make sure that when I communicated, it was effective. 
because we know that communication is key to any relationship. Mm-hmm. But not if it's not effective, then they can't hear you. You know, so you just talking <laughs> and you're not being heard. And so as I've been like conscious of this and started little by little, you know, I still am not perfect. I don't think we ever will be, but I'm intentional. And it's yielded a woman today where I'm able to just be like, I don't choose to communicate in a certain way anymore. Whereas if I hadn't have been practicing, if I hadn't have started seeking, I wouldn't even be this person. So, or this, this uh, version. I'll say that, this version. So yeah, definitely a balance. Definitely a balance. I want to, I want to go back for it, okay? Because there's, and I don't know the one about it, but you talk specifically about, you know, the age of 18. And, you know, uh, happening, you know, at right time in your life to basically, basically cause you to have like a mind shift, what it sounded like. Um, And I want to go back there because I'm just thinking about, you know, when we're, when we're younger, right, and we're aspiring to get to like these older, like kind of monumental ages the ages that you know like 21 you know there's always like those ages they're kind of like markers that you're trying to get to and you know by 18 it's like sometimes people think oh by 18 I'll be grown I can do what I want to (laughs) do like you know and so um can you talk a little bit about you know what that was like to turn 18 and how confident or not confident you were in like kind of stepping into that age and that season of your life, especially in light of whatever it was that you had to experience at that time? Yeah. um, 18, I was, I was in a place that was dark at 18. So I grew up in a very strict household. My parents were um, religious and we were Christian. It was a lot of no's and a lot of only this and only that. And then I got a car. And so uh, the last two years of high school, I was like not really present, wasn't doing my best. Um, 18, I was like, I'm done with school. I'm taking a break. I'm gonna just live my life. It was a very low place though, because I I didn't know, it didn't feel like I mattered anymore. It was like, Mm. yeah, it was very, uh, hopeless. So, it was interesting what ended up happening it was a car accident that I was a passenger in and um because of us being like it was like a late Friday night it was plenty of traffic on the freeway we hit the center divider on the freeway and spun out and nobody hit us so it was like our lives were spared And I knew Mm -hmm. exactly what was happening because I had consciously just gave up in the moment of spinning. And I just thought it was over. Mm. But the the sense of, it was like weird because it was was two components. It was like, I was relieved that my journey was going to end. But it didn't end. And then I was like, oh, I am supposed to be here. So it was like twofold where I knew, okay, you know, we were in a very dark place. We were able to see that, yeah, there is purpose. And then I just intentionally just said to God, 
you know, I'm gonna live the rest of my days for you. So whatever I'm supposed to do here, that's what I'm here to do. Um, so 18 became transformative. It was like life changing. And then it wasn't instant though, you know, like it wasn't like the next day mm -hmm. I was just, oh, I'm on purpose. Like, no. <laughs> <laughs> it took time, you know, I, I didn't even go, I didn't start pursuing cosmetology until 25. Mm -hmm. So that's like seven years of like, still, I went back to college, you know, I did realize at a point, like, if I don't go learn more, all I'm going to know is what I know. And I don't know enough, you know? So that happened. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, I would just say like, <gasps> interesting, you know, just I think was really important. Like what I'm going to definitely encourage my daughter to do is just identify what you want early, like 16, like what you really want, what do you want to focus in on? Is that being an entrepreneur? Is that being a chef? You know, what do you want? And then just making sure all your decisions are out of that, like what you want, what your intentions are, what's going to fuel you. Um, So to an 18 year old, you know, try to just it's cool to be selfish, you know, <laughs> be selfish, get tapped in. <laughs> Don't get married till after 35. Yeah. Get tapped in. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, first of all, I love there's like a theme, intention just keeps coming up. But I think that is so key. You know what I mean? Be living by intention. It doesn't even, I don't think it even has to necessarily be some like grandiose fancy thing you know what I mean it could, be, it could be very simple like my intention today is to make somebody smile and then you proceed to move throughout that day and you gonna make somebody smile because that's your intention yeah um and I feel like there, you know there's there's um I don't want to generalize <laughs> but I feel like there's a there's I feel like there's more people out there that fail to live by intention than those that do you know it's like they just wake up and it's like kind of haphazard like kind of going through the urgency and like this is the day that I have today and it's a it's, it's a lack of practice and perhaps even knowledge you know like <clears throat> I no longer subscribe to religion, but I do um, remember the principles. So fasting, mm -hmm. yeah, meditation, um, all those things are critical. And so when you are practicing something, you have to do it routinely, like you would routinely go to a building and gather with other believers, you know, like, mm -hmm. It has to be the same. So I think that people need to know that they should practice intentionality and then they need to get in the habit of actually doing it. I don't even know if people know. They should. If no one told you, someone's <laughs> modeled that before you. Yeah. And that's key. Yeah. Those are what we see. I was I was gonna ask you, did your support system change? Because you know, you talked about being brought up in kind of a strict religious household. Um, and then you were no longer in that household. I mean, when we're young, a lot of times most of our support and influence is coming from whoever's directly in the home. So it's like once you move from that place. Sometimes the support and the influence remains the same, but sometimes changes. And so, you know, I'm I'm wondering if for you it changed and if that was a part of your the acceleration of your growth. Mm. 
I don't know. I think, yes, I think it definitely changed like after marriage. Um, the support mm -hmm. system was shifting um, prior to marriage because we dated for six years. So yeah, definitely. Um, it definitely did. I don't even think I recognize though that it did. Mm -hmm. yeah, your questions are like blowing my mind in the way where I'm just like, yeah. Yeah, it shifted. And um, I think rightfully so for what it was. Um, but even currently, you know, now where I'm, I'm no longer in that relationship, it's shifted again. Mm -hmm. The support system has shifted once again. And this level of growth, is kind of requiring certain shifts to happen. So I think that with growth, you know, one of the main things about it is it's uncomfortable. But um, I'm just very clear that I'm not living to be comfortable. You know, mm -hmm. that's not it for me. I'm living to be on purpose. So I know that as you grow, everybody can go, you know, and that's okay. And it's just a part of the process. You know what I mean? So I answered the question, I hope. You did. You did. You did. I, I love it because, you know, I always tell everybody, hey, it's not scripted. I don't know what's going to come up. And so some of these questions are, are, you know, they're not the easiest to think of on the spot. So, you know, yeah, I appreciate you articulate answer the questions. <laughs> you know what? I don't know if you know this, but you have some like rosy isms. There is a natural rhythm to the and flow to the way that you talk you like you know and when you gonna grow everybody can go and I don't know if you noticed that but I'm like loving it like when you play this back you're gonna hear yourself and you're gonna be like dang it just it just naturally is oozing out of you do you do spoken word because I know that when before you used to do some acting but like are you doing spoken word because if you not now is the time. I feel it. I feel it in my spirit. It's just bubbling up. <laughs> I received that. I received that. Noted. Okay, we'll do. No, I don't do spoken word. And you were like, we're going to get to that. I haven't done a lot of things. So once I like COVID, it was around the, the lockdown. Is, mm -hmm. uh, what was that? We locked down in 2020, right? Yes, ma'am. <laughs> yeah. I would say from like 2019, I was no longer going to church. And then mm -hmm. once my mom transitioned in 2021, um, at that point, I was no longer subscribing to religion. So church is where I was singing. So I stopped singing. Mm. I yeah, I have not been singing until recently. When I was like, I'm about to start doing all the stuff I used to do. Like, I miss singing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So sometimes I'll get on my Instagram Instagram story and just do a little something. Or uh, send people voice notes singing for their birthday. You know, like <laughs> cute stuff like that. But no, I haven't. I haven't been tapped in. And I've been, that's one of the main things I enjoyed. Um, during COVID was music, the, the lockdown. And mm -hmm. so I was like, oh, mm -hmm. when, they, when it opens up, I'm going to all the concerts. And I recently like went to a play. I haven't been to a play in a long time. So like just getting back mm -hmm. out there, it's been so fun. Getting back out there, immersing yourself in the things that you have enjoyed and loved. Okay, yeah. I see you. I see you. So for about 
did you say seven years seven years you were trying to figure it out like you you weren't sure like you were like i better go back to school and learn something because i only know what i know and what i don't know like i'm not gonna know i went back i to think school. there's something to be said for that mm-hmm. mm. go ahead oh no i was gonna say i think there's something to be said for that because just the the periods of time that we all go through where we're just really not so sure. Like we're really not so sure. <laughs> like, you know, we're just like day by day, kind of taking it day by day. Um, maybe kind of trying to figure it out, but maybe not. Just just basically just living. living. And then, you know, however, however long goes by, and then then finally it's like, oh, okay, you know what? Actually, I think I think I'm gonna go this way. Yeah. I feel like people get stuck sometimes, like in a very negative like way when they are in that space of like not really knowing it's like they can't function they can't they can't get out of that space and they just they can't be at like peace I guess so to speak with like it's okay (laughs) that I don't have it figured out right now like let's just give it some time yeah and I think um for me I just had to live I had to journey. And so I went to school right after um, receiving my degree from West LA. I went to West LA College. I went into the workforce. I started working Mm -hmm. at the Housing Authority of LA. And then I went to TSA. Mm -hmm. So I, I early, I thought that the journey was to focus on money. So I was focused on money, like making money. And when I got to TSA, I was like, I hate this. This is not it. And money can't be it because money got me here and I'm not fulfilled. So from that Mm -hmm. point, I started seeking God on what I was supposed to be doing. Because I was like, I wake up every day and I hate what I'm doing. This can't be the abundant life I read about. <laughs> Something yeah. ain't adding up. So I just was, I was really like, okay, what am I supposed to do? What am I supposed to do? And um, hair, beauty, makeup, hair, beauty, that whole industry and realm always has been a part of me so I knew I wanted to do hair but I only wanted to do natural hair like textured hair that's it and I didn't want to damage it chemicals none of that I just wanted to take care of hair that wanted to be in its natural state that doesn't exist There's no license for that. There's no training for that. No one's teaching us how to take care of our hair. So it's a time to learn by deciding to change how I took care of mine. That's where I Mm -hmm. learned of Dr. Carrie Williams. She had one of LA's uh, top-rated luxury natural hair salons. It was probably only two of them at that time. It Mm -hmm. works out where I was able to work as her executive assistant while going to cosmetology school. So I did that two years. I had a 12-hour schedule. So Mm -hmm. I, I knew with this level of discipline and sacrifice, I'm like, dang, girl, you really want this. (laughs) <laughs> when it got yeah. time to go to state board and get the license from California that says I can do hair, that was the most anxious field experience I've ever had. And that just showed me that I really wanted it. Hey, I mm-hmm. felt like if I didn't pass, my heart would be shattered because I was getting straight A's the whole time. I was being, I had got an award during school for great customer service. Like, I was just like, no, I got to get this. 
So then we get it. And I'm still a corporate girl, though. I'm still working with Dr. Carey. And in March of last year, my spirit was leading me to shift and pivot in my career. So I guess these are the things, the uncomfortable things that have unlocked these levels of growth. Because every time I get to an uncomfortable place, I'm obedient. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's a couple of places I could go from what you were just talking about. Because <laughs> I'm like, one, I'm thinking about how, you know, there's so much creativity in just the realm of on like entrepreneurship. You know what I mean? It's like you saw that there was a need for something and nothing had been created in that area in terms of take care of natural hair. So it was like you literally had to you know, begin to work towards manifesting or bringing about something that was not into existence. And that is, that is powerful. I think that's so powerful. And that's what I love about, you know, creative people. And I feel like literally everybody's creative, even if they don't, as it were, tap in. I just feel like we all are, that's how we're made. We're made to all be creative in some way. But anyway, and then the other thing um, that I was thinking about is, Shoot, I like to say that. <laughs> that was a big thing that you just said. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, she was. Mm -hmm. She was the the real life. But I mean, example that what I thought. I wanted mm -hmm. could be. And mm -hmm. so I thank God for the front row seat to a successful entrepreneur. She's had her career established for the past nearly 20 years. Um, I was able to be right there um, at many highlights of her career that as one of her trainees, one of her students, someone who's trained under her, understands the techniques required to maintain the health and integrity of our client's hair. We're just, I don't know, I'm just in a space where I'm grateful because I, I got to see like the ins and outs of entrepreneurship, the highs and lows, um, the moments that people don't really get to see. They just see the wins mm -hmm. and they don't really know about mm -hmm. like the scary things that happen along the journey of entrepreneurship. So I had that front row seat like to see it all. And so when this urgency came from the divine that it was time to pivot, I was just like, are you sure? Because <laughs> this is income that's sustainable. <gasps> I know it's coming. I know when it's coming. I know because I did this, this is what I get. Like, and I was I was resisting to where I, I my rest was impacted. So I prioritize my rest. And if I can't sleep. And it's something like this that's like tugging on me and I'm just ignoring it. I'm like, all right, like I got to listen because I can't rest, you know? Mm -hmm. So March, March of last year, I decide that I'm going to surrender and be obedient. August of last year is when I endeavored to pursue full-time entrepreneurship. And we're in April and I'm still not anyone's W-2 employee. Yeah, so you know, hey, yes, <laughs> so obedience is required, mm -hmm. and it's uh not always what you think is gonna be or how you thought it was going to come about, but it is important mm -hmm. to uh have wisdom and surrender, yeah. 
So it's, it's interesting because it's like you're not answering to to anyone in terms of like an earthly sense with the W-2, but you are answering to the divine. And that was what I was going to ask you, because whenever people say certain things, I always want them to try to articulate just with a little bit more clarity for someone that's listening who might be like, I don't really know what that, what that means or what that feels like or what it looks like, because you said that you felt led to pivot. And, and, you know, people will say stuff like that all the time. Oh, I felt led to do this. <laughs> and it's like, well, what did that mean for you? But you kind of talked about a little bit. You said you felt like a restlessness, you know, and not being able to sleep. Yeah. But it's like tangibly, what did that, did that look like for you where you knew that you were being led by the divine versus like yeah, someone well, else's opinion or thought or. Well, this isn't mm-hmm. the first time, you know, um, early on in my journey through Christianity, I surrendered to um, God and I was taught that that meant. I fulfilled earthly um, duties per se in my um, community and congregation. And then I'm kind and all these beautiful fruits of the spirit to others. And I thought that it was like outside of me for a long time, like, then I started really paying attention to the scripture of like, it's, it, we are made in God's image and we are children of the spirit, but we have the Holy Spirit. And I accepted the Holy Spirit early, like nine, my mom, at seven, I feel like my mom said I came to her and I was like, I want to accept the Holy Spirit. So this wasn't the first time I've been led, you know, mm-hmm. but I am connected to the divine. Like I seriously seek the divine daily. This is just something mm-hmm. I've grown accustomed to doing because it is benefiting me in this journey. And I know that mm-hmm. I don't come from air or an animal or any other thing other than the creator. So um, I'm very clear on certain things. And I would just say to someone who doesn't understand that, you know, intuition is another word for it. You know, that gut feeling, that's another phrase that's used to explain that inner voice. You know, those are other terms that can kind of make you understand what I mean when I say yield is just something that you know you should be doing and paying attention to and it keeps coming up that was a thing for years I was I was saying I was going to transition out of the position for years Hmm. um it wasn't until my mom transitioned which I I look at like uh, family members, but especially our mothers and probably me as a daughter, uh, that does something. To me, it's like a transfer of energy. Mm. So I've been just moving and operating in a different vein ever since because I just have a different perspective. It's like a perspective shift for sure. Mm-hmm. Mm. Okay. Yeah. I I mean, I appreciate that you have, you're being so vulnerable, you know, with the things that are on your heart, the things that you've experienced, the things that you should, I just want to thank you right now, even before we thank you. Um, okay. So what, what's on the shelf, girl, what did you put on the shelf that you, you're going back to the shelf to pull back down? You talked about singing. Singing is one thing. Anything else? Um, but other things like that, I just never really explored. Like I've been um, wanting to develop a podcast with my clientele because as mm-hmm. a hairstylist, clients come in and I have phenomenal clients who come in and start pouring. And so I want to develop this um, 
platform and experience where you can just come in and, and be in the room of this candid conversation mm-hmm. between me and my phenomenal clients. And I've already started playing around with it. So that's like one thing, um, but also exploring like voice acting. I've been auditioning for some um, different things and exploring that a little bit more. I've always been told like I had a nice voice, but I never paid attention to that. So like mm-hmm. looking into that, um, I remember after we kind of opened up again, I was looking back into drumming. I used to play drums. So I was looking back into some lessons, taking some lessons. So these are things I haven't quite done. I've been busy with other entrepreneurial things, but as far as like hobbies and things that I shelve, like just the music, I've been dancing. I've been taking some dance classes. I haven't danced in a long Mm -hmm. time so that's been fun yes I'm not acting though not yet (laughs) (laughs) but you could them shiny bright white teeth and that big smile girl and those amazing facial features (laughs) (laughs) I love the cast idea now that it's out there you're gonna you're gonna definitely have to make that happen Thank you. That's a that's that's a really cool dope idea. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, yeah, how yeah. how did you feel about huh? Hmm. Say uh, that again. Oh, I don't know if you have some more inspiration on maybe collaboration. I don't know. We could talk. Maybe you want to take your little sister's yes. hand through. I don't know. I'm down. I'm down. Yes, we can talk. We can talk. In fact, I need to come. I need to come see you in your space. You do. That would be amazing. So I need to put that on the calendar. Yes. But um, what else was I about to ask you? Something. Okay. It was um. Yeah. The fact that you know you had put stuff on shelf. I mean. Was that intentional that you put it on the shelf? And, you know, did you intentionally do that? Or did that just kind of happen because of all the things that were happening with your life? Yeah, I think it just kind of happened. It kind of happened with uh, other things becoming the focus. You know, I endeavored in a relationship to be a wife. I became married. Um, then soon after I became a mother. So it was after becoming a mother where I realized the importance of maintaining me and like what I enjoy and making Mm -hmm. sure I prioritize setting aside time for me to do me. And so, Mm -hmm. um, yeah. That's what I would, I would say to that, like, it took time um, for me to get back to a place of realizing that I had shelved it because of all the things that I endeavored to establish that I guess I thought were more important. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's necessary. I tell women all the time, especially moms, it's necessary to maintain you despite the different roles you play, whether that's a wife, Mm -hmm. a business owner, um, you know, whatever, career person, whatever. Like, always maintain who you are, what you enjoy. Because at the end of the day, all we have is ourselves, not the people whose life we play a part of. They're their own. And so it's like kind of goes to that, like you can't pour from an empty cup. Like you got to make sure Mm -hmm. you pour them back in. Yeah. That's good. That's good. So would you say that you were taking care 
of yourself or paying attention to yourself prior to being married and becoming a mother and then you put and then you lost it and got having those actually showed you how you needed to take care of yourself like which one was it no i don't think i was even practicing back then Mm -mm. i think i had a false um idea of what pouring into myself looked like back then Mm-hmm. I thought it was getting my nails done, keeping my hair done. I call those things today grooming. It's just a part of what I have to do. But self-care today is meditation, breathing, going to the spa, mm-hmm. solitude, devotion with the divine. So it's different. And no, I definitely I have a different perspective on like what what it looks like to pour into myself and how I practice it. And for so long I was pouring from mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Yes. I just wanted to highlight that because I, I think that that is something that um, everyone has to like learn how to do, you know, and, and necessarily, I think the earlier that we learn how to do that, the better off we are, the more equipped we are for what's coming ahead in terms of the journey. Um, and so, yeah, and I love that your eyes are open to see the difference between you know, what's grooming and what's actually self-care. Because, there, I, you know, it's become trendy now, too, the self-love and the self-care. And, you know, that's great. Everybody's, you know, slanging those around like pies on the corner. But <laughs> it's like, like, really take a look at, like, what are you doing to, like, really care for yourself? <laughs> you know, don't just do the best hip thing and you didn't really care for yourself at all there was no change so yeah exactly exactly mm-hmm. um or we just so surface level with it like we not really mm-hmm. understanding self to be spirit you know mind mm-hmm. body not just body <laughs> you know <laughs> right <laughs> not just body uh, not just that not just body oh my gosh I don't even know how to wrap up because we just keep on talking it's like you know what listen y'all don't be out here trying to pour from an empty cup and I'm gonna need you to live your life with intention and I'm gonna need you to speak as though you are you know, doing some sort of spoken word with your isms and all the things that are within. <laughs> I need to come to you. I need to come to you. You have to train me. You need to be my coach or something. You got, you got the arm movements. You got it all. You got everything happening. <laughs> oh my gosh. All right. Well, Rosie, where can people find you because we are going to get ready to wrap up we're not going to talk for two hours we'll just I'll just have to come to you in you know season three we'll have after revisit and we'll do you know on location conversation yes let's do Boom, that, that kind of right um you can find me on my website www.garnishbyrosie.com um also on social media I'm at garnish by rosie and yeah all my links and everything is on my website go to the website and thank you thank you for this opportunity thank you for coming on all right well any final last any final last words before i do my little outro
Tragedy doesn't have to define you. It can lead you to purpose. Yes, that's really good. That's really good. And I'm going to just say that I think it's so special when the divine aligns us with people that uh, impact our lives in ways that we couldn't even imagine. You know what I mean? I mean, I met you probably a long time ago, 20 years ago. Long time ago, I mean, you was in your teens, yeah. you know, and fast forward to today, we're still connected. We have not been talking every day or anything like that, but the love is still there just as much as it was back then. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm really grateful for that. I mean, I love having been able to connect with you over this podcast, which causes a reconnection, yeah. you know, um, so I, I just think it's so special when there's divine alignment in relationships. So thank you for coming on. And I want to thank everyone who has been tuned in and listening uh, to Rosie Peace, a phenomenal, amazing, ever-growing, wise woman. My goodness. Drop the mic. <laughs> If you enjoy this, I'm going to say share it with a friend. Somebody needs to be Rosie, okay? <laughs> but we'll wrap it up. You have been listening to For the Artist, a podcast brought to you by Creative M Projects. I've been here, Melissa Cherie. Until next time, you already know what it is. I want you to keep creating the inside out. Peace, y'all. When was the last time you did some good? with your money. Okay, this is a shameless plug for you to make a donation today to Creative M Projects. Go ahead and dip into your pocket, dip into your wallet, dip into your friend's pocket <laughs> and make a donation. It's easy to do. Go to our website, www.creativeandprojects.org. There is a give tab and there are so many different ways to give. Yes, this is a shameless plug for money, but if you have other things you'd like to give, like your time, some sort of art supply or donation, we'll take that too. All right, y'all. Much love. Let's do this. <laughs>